Bucknutters. It is Tuesday, March 5th, 2019. This is the Bucknuts Morning 5. I am Dan Rubin. Joined, as always, on Tuesdays by Dwayne Long. Dwayne, the sun is shining. It is reflecting off the cold snow. How is it in Columbus? It is cold. It should never be this cold ever in any inhabited environment on the planet. The sun was shining yesterday, so I figured I'd get the grill going at night. And that was a mistake. It was damn cold. Who's hot? Who likes a good segue? The Buckeyes. The NFL Combine just wrapped up in Indianapolis, and to say the Buckeyes were there would be a strong understatement. Ten Buckeyes attended. We're going to kind of break it down and put a bow on it right here. First of all, Dwayne, the Combine, preparation for the NFL, there was a little bit of a dichotomy among fans. This is a running thing I used to have with Mr. Bucknuts. Mr. Bucknuts does not care about Buckeyes once they leave the roost. He is focused simply on college football. What I have tried to explain to him over the years is that every single guy who comes to Ohio State wants to start the combine, so you better show you can do it. Let the people know just how high pro football ranks on the priority list of the guys Ohio State recruits. Fans just need to come to terms with the fact that really any out-of-state kid is coming here because he looks up on the Internet who puts the most guys in the, in the, in the uh, show. And Ohio State's going to be right at the top of that list. It just is that way. These kids don't grow up loving Ohio State. You, uh, an Ohio kid, yeah, he probably does. So he, but he still wants to go to the show. That's still a thing in the plus column for Ohio State. So, uh, but but that's the priority for these kids from outside the state. So, just accept that and and enjoy it, and you know we'll uh, ride it to another championship, getting this elite talent on campus for whatever reason. And the real difference in the two regimes regimes, I mean the pre-Urban Meyer era and then Urban Meyer, <clears throat> excuse me, and now with Ryan Day is their ability to go out of state and attract talent. Let's look at the top two guys who are projected for Ohio State to be drafted, Nick Bosa and Dwayne Haskins. Uh, Bosa was raised an Ohio State fan, but not within state borders. He's a Floridian. And Dwayne Haskins was raised in New Jersey and moved to the D.C. area in Maryland. He's not raised in Ohio. And he was a a turf up until the last day. So the goal of getting to the NFL, I mean, that's what you're selling. I had this discussion with someone the other day. An Ohio State student goes there to get a really good job. And then when he comes out, he makes his decisions based on where his job is. Good for them. And the Buckeyes are going to get paid in droves. Like we said, there was 10. Let's first talk about the guy we hadn't seen in a while. Nick Bosa, much like his brother, when he attended the uh, combine, didn't blow the top off of it, but Nick showed that he's healthy. All his numbers touch what they need to, and to me, still clearly the best player in the draft. Your thoughts? Uh, uh, I agree with you. It it just he went in there, and the only thing that really mattered was the medical. They're not the you know. There's that expression, the eye in the sky don't lie, and what he does on film is why he's there. It's why even after missing almost the entire season, he's still a guy going to go off the board, probably top two, if not top two, top three, 
and it had nothing to do with what they do on the field, what happened on the field. It was not a uh, uh, DK Metcalf performance out there, but it, it didn't have to be, and I and it wouldn't change change anything. Dan, what was it going to do if he looked to join up? He's already uh, going at the top of the draft. There's no way he's still on the board 20 minutes into the draft. So it, it really didn't – there was nothing – he'd already hit the ceiling. It was already there, and it's on the film, and that's really what matters. The, the longer they have the combine on television and do all this stuff about the combine, the more it just seems to seep out that uh, this is so much more about the medical – and actually, that's how it got started, putting all the guys in one place and letting the doctors examine them. So, uh, you know, if they throw up great performances, yeah, okay, great for them. They're going to improve their position. But, uh, you know, in Bosa's case, it wasn't going to it wasn't going to change anything for him if he come in there and lit it up. I don't think anybody would argue that Bosa's maybe they would argue, the top player in the draft. Now, he will not get picked first, I don't think it looks like, because of this tomfoolery with Kyler Murray, which brings us to our next Buckeye we'd like to discuss, which is Dwayne Haskins. Now, to say he ran a mediocre 40 would be an understatement, but uh, anyone who's watched Dwayne play, and I've said this throughout, he's almost the antithesis of what we've seen recently. It seems like the last five or six years we're trying to get these elusive quarterbacks and wedge them into the pocket in the NFL, whereas Haskins, to me, is a classic NFL quarterback. I said for a while now, I believe his comparison, uh, hopefully he's not physically made up this way, is Sam Bradford. Go look at Sam Bradford's numbers as a senior or his last year in college, and look who he played under, Kevin slash Ron Wilson. Um, Their body types are similar. Neither one really gets out of the pocket too much. I do hope Haskins is a little more durable. I also would would let everybody know they should go look at how much money Sam Bradford has made in his NFL career. It will knock your socks off. Your thoughts on Haskins and did the combine affect in any way how you view him as an NFL prospect? It didn't. It It didn't impact it at all. All it did was confirm what they knew, which was this kid has arm talent that is off the charts. I mean, they were show, uh, showing some balls. They were throwing down the sideline. And other guys were throwing before Haskins. And Daniel Jeremiah, who is now the uh, the top guy with Mayock, NFL Network's top guy with, uh, uh, with Mayock, now with the Raiders. And he was saying, you need to put the air under the ball. You need to put the air under the ball. And Haskins finally did when he did, when he got in there, and he said, that's how you throw it. That's why he's at the top of the draft. Uh, as far as the, the 40 time, uh, Jeremiah in particular could not contain his disdain for the importance of the 40. Well, later in the show, um, Eisen reported that he had just gotten a report that uh, Haskins had had cramps before he ran, and uh, that he was expected to run oh maybe four eight in the in the uh, pro day, and uh, Jeremiah bumped back in. He said, "Why should he bother? Nobody is drafting Dwayne Haskins because 
he's got wheels. He just he doesn't. Uh, I don't know why a four eight's going to be any better than a five, considering that uh, that's not what he's going to do. That's not why he's at the top of this draft. Most think he's going to be off the board by the sixth pick. Nothing that happened there uh, changed that. It probably just solidified it that they got to actually see him throw the ball, and they kept talking about how the ball just jumps out of his hands. So um, it, it didn't. It I would say it helped them just letting them see him throw the ball. The interviews. He's a great kid. I think that helped, and he's going to be going there physically sound. The medical probably helped him. So uh, uh, Haskins, you gotta you gotta stay uh, Mark Good. Maybe give him a B for the uh, for the combine if you want to put a grade on it. I think what's going to happen is, and this is just more about being a football nerd. I, I think that Murray and Haskins will go one two in some order and there'll be some trades up and stuff. It's just the closer you get to the draft, uh, the more things crystallize in terms of quarterbacks. You're going to see Nick Foles go to the Jaguars, et cetera, the domino effect. And then I really do believe that's how it'll end up with uh, Bosa probably going number three, which is never a bad thing. I think his brother went number three, which worked out fine. Some other guys at the combine we want to discuss, some of the stuff was expected. I mean, I, I knew Paris Campbell would obliterate the combine you know, the day he stepped on campus. The guy who impressed me not only on the field but in the interviews was Mike Weber. Ran a 4.47. Uh, if you look at his physical characteristics, they are literally almost identical to that of Emmett Smith. And he ran a 4.47, like I said, which is hauling. I thought he was great in the interviews, personable, magnetic, charismatic. I think Mike Weber made himself some money. Now, running backs traditionally don't get drafted very high because they're thought to be a dime a dozen. But I think Weber went from a guy who was kind of an afterthought. I think he's got himself in the third or fourth round. Who else impressed you and maybe what you thought of Weber? Oh, you have to you have to look at Mike Weber. Nobody would have called him for a four four seven. That was not supposed to happen. And then if you watch the drills. He did quite well in the drills. He was as good as any back in there. This is not a stellar running back class, not by any stretch of the imagination. And he did some things that are going to make make the uh, teams go back and look at film, which is where he's going to impress. Now, the one thing that is concern is he's had some medical issues in the past. How well he handled that? That's uh you know what the uh, what the doctors say to their teams. That's going to have an impact on them. But there's it's very difficult to not think he didn't help himself a, a good bit in this in this uh, situation uh, at the combine. Uh, as other guys, you look at Paris Campbell just absolutely destroying the stopwatches. But he also he had a 40 inch vertical in this. And if you watched him in the drills. You know, we've seen this guy be just uh, a liability as far as catching the ball. And then this past year, he, he caught everything thrown his way. And at the combine, he just showed he has really fixed that problem. Guy came out of high school as a running back. He wasn't used to catching the ball. Wasn't used to, it's different. It's so different catching the ball, adjusting to the ball with your body, getting your hands in, in place to to make catches that are not right in front of him. If you remember correctly, he was uh, early on, if you 
it had him looking at the quarterback. He did much better catching the ball, facing the ball, than he did extending for the ball. And then here this past year, we've got uh, a great advancement in his ability to um, to track the ball and get himself ready to to make the catch. So I think he really helped himself. Uh, he that was one. Um, obviously. Uh, McLaren running a four three six, especially coming out of his senior bowl where he looked to join up. So there's another guy that really improved himself. Those those guys and and Johnny Dixon on four four one. In the receivers, the the, the top seven forty times, three of them were Buckeyes. And when your slow guy is a four four one, your unit. Your unit looked the place up. So uh, all those guys really helped themselves. I just throw out a couple of names. I thought Draymond Jones would do better. I don't think he helped himself all, at all. There was nothing about this combine that that uh, helped him step up, maybe move up in the draft. Still think he's got it going to go in the second because, you know, film is really what, this, what matters, the interview and the medical uh, the the one guy that that just hurt himself wasn't his his fault, but he needed uh, a Sheffield needed to destroy the track. He needed that forty time that would have the uh, scouts uh, comparing their stopwatches. He did not have it. Not being able to run that really hurt his draft stock. Yeah, so the bench press monster got another buck out of this year. Last year it was Billy Price, so he still went in the first round to the Bengals. This year it was Kendall Sheffield. He will not go in the first round. He threw no chance of that in the first place. But everybody we talked to thought that Sheffield would run faster than Paris Campbell. He didn't get a chance to do that. Um, Sheffield's film wasn't going to match up to his combine performance, so that's going to hurt him. He will still obviously get to run. A pectoral injury is not going to affect your speed. So at pro day, he's probably going to run like a 3-9 or something like that. Rehash the Kendall-Suffield discussion. Paris Campbell, what I loved about Paris Campbell and Johnny Dixon in terms of recruiting is this time last year, I mean, Campbell did consider leaving for the league, and there were people thinking that he might not even get drafted or that he was a sixth or seventh round pick. Johnny Dixon at times last year, we were talking about how he wasn't going to be able to play football anymore because of his knees. The fact that both of them returned to school, applied themselves, and improved their stock as much as they did shows people who are being recruited that Ohio State, if you do come here, you will maximize your potential. Uh, There was never any point in time where either of the three guys, the receivers, were the number one receiver at Ohio State for real, and they went in there and crushed it. So I think that's tremendously encouraging. You mentioned Draymond Jones. I don't think he does anything that's spectacular from a physical perspective anyway. Like you said, the tape will come on. I would encourage everybody to read the quotes I had about Draymond Jones. You can't say anything nicer about anyone. All right, Dwayne, we talked about this a little bit before the show. Here are some names from next year's Combine people want to think about. Good Lord, what is Chase Young going to do to the Combine next year? Other guys we could see there, and there's some youngsters in here. Jeffrey Okuda, Thayer Mumford, J.K. Dobbins, guys like K.J. Hill, Austin Mack, and Jordan Fuller, maybe even Sean Wade. So it does look like the Buckeyes will be packed at the Combine again. We look forward to dealing with that. We appreciate Dwayne stopping by. Have a good one, Bucknutters. Bucknutters.